0: Welcome to this week's edition of Lovers of Rebetica. My name is Con Calamaris. Thank you for listening to this weekly podcast where that focuses on the genre commonly known as Rebetica and also the individuals that made it what it is today. This week we're gonna focus a little bit more less on the artist and the genre and more on the industry itself. So the actual recordings and the companies that were responsible for recording all this amazing music um, in Greece at the time. So let's take a step back and think about the first recordings that were made in Greece. So the so the first recordings of Greece were made in the early 20th century when uh, the country was experiencing a period of rapid technological advancements, and especially in the fields of recording. Here are some key milestones, that notable recordings that were done in Greece at the time. 1903 was the first known recording in Greece that was made by a French company called Path Freres, and it features the voice of soprano Razalia Kalia, who sang the Greek folk song Mayula. That was in 1903. In 1907, Greek musicians and composer Spiros uh, Samaras recorded the composition Olympic Hymn, which became the official hymn of the Olympic Games. So again, we're not going to be focusing on Repetica straight off the bat. We're going to be focusing on the recording companies themselves. Now, 1910, Marika Papagika, who we have featured before, Um, A prominent Greek singer, recorded several traditional Greek songs in New York City for the Victor uh, Talking Machine Company, which eventually became Victor Records. Her recordings helped popularize Greek music in the United States. Now, in 1918, Athens-based company Apollo Records, founded by the brothers Tassos and Emmanuel Halkias, Started producing and distributing record, uh, recording music in Greece. They recorded a wide a wide range of genres, including folk music, popular music, and urban music such as diabetical. Okay, now fast forward a smidge to nineteen twenty three. Dimitris Semsis, who we have spoken about made some of the earliest solo recordings of Greek music through the Columbia record label. We'll touch on Columbia, because Columbia, Columbia is quite an important um, company in the landscape of music. His recordings showcased the diverse regional music of traditional Greek music. Now, in 1932, <coughs> excuse me, 1932, the Athens Record Company was established by Dimitris Semsis, Spiros and Michalis Sayul, the uh, acronym was A-T-H-C-O, became known as one of the major companies in Greece recording uh, popular music at these times. These early recordings laid the foundation for the development of Greek music industry. They captured the rich rich, uh, music uh, heritage of the country, including traditional folk songs and emerging urban genres. These recordings provided the means for preservation and dissemination, contributing to the popularisation of recognition of Greek music, both domestic and internationally. It's worth noting that these early recordings were often made using acoustic recording technology, which um, had its limitations in capturing the full range of the sound. However, uh, they remain invaluable as a historical documentation that provides insight uh, into the music technologies of the cultural heritage of Greece. Now, Let's talk about Columbia Records. Uh, To expand in the markets in the Middle East and the Balkan region, British Columbia Gramophone Company, later known as Columbia Records, decided to operate a factory in Athens. Built between 1928 and 1930 in an area of three and a half acres, the Columbia Record uh, Factory produced gramophones, vinyl records, radios and later cassettes for over 50 years. In 1935, a a recording studio, the first in Greece, the first official permanent recording studio, was opened inside the factory. Being the only record company facility in the region, more record companies such as his master's voice, which later became EMI, Odeon and Parlophone, chose to produce their records there as well. Columbia factory saw its golden years between the 1950s and the 1980s. Hundreds of Greek music records were produced there during this time. The factory's success, however, was mainly due to its exports of records and later cassettes to the Middle East, especially in Lebanon and Egypt. By 1978, 350 people were working in the factory, while the exports uh, proceeds were about $5 million a year. So this was its heyday. Columbia Recording Studio closed in 1983, and the whole factory was shut down by 1991. In 2006, it was later decided that one of the seven buildings would be preserved in order to turn into a museum, while the rest of the factory would be demolished. Activists and politicians vowed to resist any developments in the area until today the Columbia Record uh, factory remains abandoned. During the period of the 1920s to the 1960s, the Greek music industry underwent significant developments and transformations. Sec- several record companies played a crucial role in shaping the landscape of Greek music at the time. Here are some of the recording companies between the 1920s and 1960s in Greece. Okay, so these are no particular order. So we've got Odeon Records. So Odeon Records was one of the major record companies in Greece at that period, and it was originally a German company, but established a branch in Greece in the early 20th century. Odeon, record, Odeon recorded and distributed a wide range of music, including traditional Greek music, popular music, and also classical music. They worked with many prominent Greek artists and contributed to the popularization of Greek music. Separate to that, Columbia Records, an American record label, also had a presence in Greece during that period. They released music, uh, Greek music recordings and also worked with Greek artists. Columbia played a significant role in introducing um, Western popular genres such as jazz and swing to the Greek audiences. That's Columbia Records. The next label, His Master's Voice, Uh, was another prominent record label that operated in Greece during this time. They recorded and distributed a variety of music genres, including Greek traditional music, popular music and classical music. HMV, as it eventually was known, worked with both Greek and international artists and contributed to the dissemination of music throughout this country. Now, the other label that we mentioned before, which is, was the Athens Recording Company, as I said before, Athco, as it were known, was a Greek recording company established in 1932. They recorded and released a wide range of Greek music, including popular music, folk and also metabetic or Athco, played a significant role in uh, promoting metabetic er- and popular ur- urban music. Um, during the 1930s and 1940s. Now another label which uh, had a, um, a, 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 a identity, you know, was recognised in the 50s, was called Panvox. Panvox was a Greek label founded in the early 50s. They recorded and distributed Greek popular music, traditional songs, and arabesque. Panvox played a crucial role in shaping Greek music. Uh, in the 50s and 60s, working with well-known artists at the time. It's important to note that the Greek music industry at this period was influenced by independent and smaller regional companies as well. Independent recordings were made by individual artists, the recording companies mentioned above which i mentioned previously represent the, uh, some of the key players that distributed uh contributed to the development and dissemination of music all the way from the 20s right up into the 1960s now as i mentioned before um uh, his master's voice was um one of the one that had the most significant presence in greece during the mid uh, uh, 20th century um, originally a British label and one of, and they were responsible for recording a lot of the artists such as um, Rose Eskenazi, Marcos Van Varkadis, Vasilis Tizanis, um, Rita Badzi. These recordings helped shape the rabbinical genre and contributed to its widespread popularity in Greece. In addition to the Greek music, HMV also released recording of the international artists as well introducing greek audiences to many of these people around the country Um, so i hope this brief overview of the recording companies in greece um, was helpful please uh, be sure to listen to this podcast it's available every week once again it's called lovers of rebetica and feel free to click on the link below if you would like to become a patron Thank you for listening to this podcast and I'll be back again next week. My name's Con Calamaris. Thank you so much.